You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the OTI Podcast. Myself, Colin Kelly, bringing this show here for the preview to the conference championship games coming up this weekend. Really looking forward to these ones and I have to say I'm really, really excited about this show. I actually listened back to the start of the recap show earlier in the week when we had Jeff Reinbold on. And uh, it may have sounded like I was still asleep, but that was a very early morning recording. So if I sounded like I was asleep in the opening intro, it was because I had just got out of bed, just getting ready to talk to Jeff on that one. And uh, I did sound uh, like not very enthusiastic. So hopefully we're bringing a little bit more enthusiasm to today's show. But uh, that was a fun show to start the week. And this show, I must admit, I am extremely excited about so a little bit of pep in my step and we'll be joined by Matt Williamson uh, a lot of you'll know him from his ESPN Football Today days uh, he's a former scout with the Cleveland Browns and um, I have always been a big fan of his and I haven't been able to get him on the show previously but we've got him lined up today and we're going to be previewing the two games coming up this weekend with him so I am looking forward to that it'll just be in one moment or two but as always starting the show a couple of shameless plugs obviously we're available on iTunes Stitcher Tune and all those good ways please do give us a written and a comment on iTunes if you are a uh, able to do so if you listen regularly on itunes give us a quick comment give us a nice little written there and it always helps bump us up the itunes ratings for the sports shows thanks to all of you who have done that over the last couple of weeks uh, appreciate it greatly this weekend as well we're going to be giving away an oti t-shirt to one lucky follower on twitter stay tuned to the ad overtime ireland twitter feed for that you need to be following us on there that is at overtime ireland the website as well obviously overtimeireland.com find all the ways that you can stream the podcast download the podcast and so on take us on the move with you if you're traveling whatever is happening take the oti podcast with you so with all that said let's get matt on the show want to know who's going to win every nfl game this weekend it's time for the oti weekend preview Delighted to be joined on the podcast the first time. Uh, I'm a longtime fan of his work. He was with ESPN for a long time on the Football Today show, former scout with the Cleveland Browns. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome him to the show. It's Matt Williamson. Thanks for uh, jumping aboard. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's my first uh, overseas podcast. It's great to be with you. <laughs> well, uh, the podcast Overtime Ireland, uh, as the listeners will know, I'm, I'm based in Melbourne, Australia at the moment, so it's a, a lot of uh, international movement going on this season with the show, but it's, uh, it's great to have you on. I mentioned there, formerly with uh, Football Today, you were the co-host there for uh, around 10 years. What's uh, going on? I've heard you on with Ross Tucker, who we've had on a number of times in the show. I've heard you on his show a couple of times over the last week, so uh, you've linked up with him for a few shows. What else have you got going on since uh, moving away, away from the four-letter network yeah i'm a handful of things and actually there's a, a lot of balls in the airs and i hope to make some announcements here soon probably after the super bowl though i mean I, i've talked to a lot of the big sites and they're busy you know until then yep. um but uh, i've been doing some articles on fanrag.com i've been on ross's show quite a bit that's going to be a regular thing and some other things that i'm not ready to just throw out there yet but i'll, I'll be around say yeah, the least. Uh, i'll not be surprised i think you'll land uh, pretty well on your feet with uh, all the knowledge you have with all the stuff you dish out on the shows and i'm really looking forward to seeing where you land uh, teaming up with ross again after being with him on the football today show and uh, and his, before he went and done his uh, own network of podcasts so it was uh, phenomenal to hear you link up again and delighted as i mentioned to have you on the show we're going to jump into this week's games obviously a lot of a lot of stuff been talked about coming into this only four teams left we are in the conference championship to see who goes on to the super bowl a lot of people kind of uh, on the fence as to which way these games will go and prior to just getting into those two games i've seen a lot of stuff talked this week about the green bay packers i'm a packers fan going 
uh, with the Hail Mary last week to tie things up. A lot of people said that they should have went for two points. I'm in the field where I think that you tie it up and you take it overtime and try and win it then. But how do you feel uh, on that? A lot of people said that, you know, maybe it's time to start taking the chance and going for two with all the injuries. But I still think it was the right call at the time. Yeah, because, you know, when I was watching it live, it didn't even dawn on me to go to go for two. You know, I mean, you were so happy that it happened. If you're in the Packers camp, let's take this thing to overtime. We're lucky we're still breathing. Yep. Um, I mean, hearing about it the next day with people, you know, making a little bit of a controversy, like you said, Hindsight. I guess I could see that. You know, I mean, you probably have an over 50% chance of converting a two-pointer, but... I wouldn't have. I mean, I would have done what they did. Yeah, I still think, looking back, I would have done the exact same thing. And you have to imagine, like, you know, Rodgers throws that ball and it is caught and it comes down for a touchdown. You can imagine how the Cardinals players are feeling, but people are talking about, you know, the Packers have momentum. You have to imagine inside those Packers players, although they try and stay calm throughout the games, handle the situations, their hearts are bound to be going at 200 miles an hour and their minds are probably not completely set to try and go for a two-point conversion to win the game <laughs> do you think that uh, people just forget about you know these people these are actually people at the end of the day and how their emotions might get involved in it yeah i think i think that happens a lot in every football game that happens yeah. i mean it's easy to criticize head coaches and whatnot but they are people and they're in the the facility with these these players every day they know what they're the, the pulse of the team from play to play from week to week you know who's you know what injuries are happening what what schemes are working on that particular day you know even the greatest of football experts really isn't even close to knowing you know what a head coach or an assistant coach knows about his position group or his team i mean they're with them 100 hours a week yeah. you know i mean i don't see my wife that much yeah it's easy when the game's over to you know and we'll see it this weekend again there'll definitely be moments in the, these two games coming up this week that people on monday and tuesday will be saying oh they should have done this they should have done that and hindsight is a phenomenal tool if you have it at your disposal but i don't think any of these coaches have been to the future yet to see what's going to happen but the team that did progress is the the uh Arizona Cardinals and you know Carson Palmer kind of struggled throughout this game he got away with a couple that could have been picked off as well to to kind of seal the deal and uh, lose the game for the Cardinals but he's got through that do you think he definitely looked nervous last week whether it was down to the hand injury that he's had over the last few weeks whether it's just down to you know the playoff environment but they got through that do you think we'll see a looser Carson Palmer this week or do you think that you know going against this Panthers defense it's gonna be hard to uh, relax all that much yeah, it's a good question. I mean, your Packers defense, I think, is better than people realize, for yeah, one. I, I mean, I like their – yeah, you know, they, they deserve some credit. I, I think they have a very good young secondary, uh, and they got after them pretty well, too. I mean, that's a good defense. Uh, I think it's easy to forget that despite Palmer's age, he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. You know, no, this is sort of – yeah, yeah. I mean, this is pretty new for him. And, you know, it was the, the, the playoffs, remember everyone, and the memory that they have is when he blew out his knee. I mean, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So he didn't look very comfortable to me. And to me, that, that worries me a little bit entering this game. I mean, it's going to be a rough environment. And I do think that finger's bothering him. I mean, to me, that's the bigger concern than, you know, Palmer's nerves or inability to handle the big stage, any of those type of things that are hard to quantify. But, you know, you, you look at this particular game, and the, the biggest advantage to me on this game is the Cardinals receivers against the Carolina yep. secondary, yep. you know, and, and with everybody in that secondary except for Josh Norman. You know, just throw, whoever Norman's on, just throw to somebody else, and you're going to have an advantage. But you also know that this system, the Arian system, and Palmer fits it very well, is going to be a lot of, 
seven-step drops, not a lot of max, per, max protect. You're going to have to protect to get in order to get these guys downfield. He's not real mobile if his finger's bothering him, and it, the, he's going to be under pressure. I mean, this is a very good pass rush, particularly their defensive tackles against the interior yeah. of Arizona's line. So to me, that's a huge key is – it's a big advantage for the Carol or the Cardinals receivers, but can they exploit it as much as you would think? Yeah, it's going to be tough because you obviously mentioned Josh Norman, but he can't cover. You know, he can't cover Fitz. He can't get out there and cover Brown. You know, he can't cover everybody. So that there is going to be a key matchup there. We've seen that with the Seahawks picking on other uh, defensive backs last week, in particular the long touchdown to uh, Lockett. But I think that is the key in this matchup because. You know, if you look at the Panthers' side, Cam Newton last week looked very relaxed, but the whole team in the second half went into their shell a little bit. I think, you know, with the way that game ended, it's going to give them, you know, confidence to keep moving forward in this game. I don't think they're going to take the foot off the gas. I think they'll have learned from that. Uh, Newton last week in particular in that first half looked so relaxed, so calm. Just looked like, you know, you mentioned there that... uh, Palmer hasn't been in many playoff games, but neither has Cam Newton, but he just looked uh, at ease with the situation, looked calm, and Jonathan Stewart had a nice game. By all accounts, he's back in training limited uh, in the last few days, but looks like he'll be good to go come Sunday. All, all around, were you surprised at how Cam, Cam Newton was? Cam, Cam. Uh, but uh, he, he had a phenomenal <laughs> first half, and uh, I think he seemed after the game a little bit ticked off that they didn't let him just keep moving the way he wanted to move in that second half. Yeah, you know what, but I mean... That second half, to me, it wasn't Carolina taking their foot off the gas. I mean, it was Seattle kicking their butts. I mean, Seattle was very impressive in the second half, and things could not have bounced or gone worse for the Seahawks in the first half. Obviously, Carolina looked as dominant in the first half as Seattle did in the second half, and I think if that game goes five minutes longer on the clock, we could have a different matchup this week. You know, Carolina was not stopping them at all. So, you know, with Arizona and Carolina, I have a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth right now from both of them. I mean, Seattle whipped the Cardinals in Week 17. I didn't think, you know, the Cardinals played great against the Packers. And then the second half of that Panthers game wasn't pretty either. So both these teams kind of need to stop that slide and get back to where they were is what I thought were the best two teams in the regular season. That, to me, probably favors the home team. And, and as we saw last week, the Panthers have a very good history this year of jumping on teams early. I mean, they come out wound up, especially yeah. at home. They, they haven't lost yet at home. But, you know, you also mentioned Stewart. And this interests me, too, because if you take that that, that first run of the game, he took it like 60 or 70 yeah, yards yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And if you take that out of the equation – the Panthers only ran for like a little over two yards of carry. You yeah, know, I think he, he would he, think he finished with over a hundred yards, but I think it was less than a hundred and ten. I think he finished with. So if you take that out, it was not good on the the yards per carry. Yeah, right. And they ran the ball a lot. And I don't know how healthy he is. I mean, he, he didn't. That wasn't a hard run to make. I didn't see a lot of great runs from him. But what's interesting is. You know, Arizona, they want to play with really light personnel. You know, they basically have a safety play in linebacker. They play a lot of dime. They want to have a lot of speed guys on the field, which is a bad idea against such a power running game, you know, with Stewart and Newton and Tolbert. And they bring in a lot of heavy personnel and fullbacks and double tight ends. Very true. Going to be tough for the Cardinals from that perspective. But, you know, we're talking about blocking runs and so on. You've Larry Fitzgerald in there. I know going back a long way, listening to your uh, previous days on ESPN and so on, as I mentioned, very, very close relationship with Larry. Um, how impressed have you been with how consistent he's been this year and just what he's been able to do the last couple of weeks? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when he was 16, 17 years old, coming out of high school and the military school. I watched every one of his practices at Pitt, and he used to bug me all the time and watch recruiting tape with me because he never wanted to leave the facility. And so he's a great dude, and I'm super proud of him. And, you know, in a way, though, when you look at him historically, I think you have to account for there was a stretch there, you know, four, five, six years where he's throw, you know, catching passes from Skelton and Lindley last year. And, I mean, some really poor quarterback play for the, some of his prime years. That if you didn't, you know, if you take that out of the equation and he has just average quarterback play, he might be a lot closer to a Jerry Rice-like pace. And people might be talking yeah. about him as maybe a top three or four, you know, receiver that's ever lived. But, you know, Arians, you know, is a really good coach. And he does some creative things. And when he was in Pittsburgh, he used Heinz Ward this way. When he was in Indianapolis, he used Reggie Wayne this way. Close to the line of scrimmage, almost like a tight end, blocking a lot, a lot of wham blocks, a lot of physical, you know, close to the ball type of deals with three receiver sets. And then in this matchup, I don't think Norman's going to go in the slot at all. He rarely, rarely does. And that means Cortland Finnegan, whose career basically should be over. Yeah. I mean, I think Larry thrives, has a huge day. I think he has a huge day, and uh, you know, just you mentioned him in block, and he just love he loves the physical side of the game. There's been some highlights of him this season, just you know, pancaking uh, cornerbacks and so on. So we'll see that this week. But it'll be amazing for Larry to get there, get the the ring he deserves. I think there's no doubt about it. He's going straight to the Hall of Fame. But uh, do you think they get the win? Do you think they're going to the Super Bowl, or do the Panthers get the win in this one? I'm really torn on this game. You know, I don't know how well how well can Larry and company exploit that secondary? How well can the Panthers run the ball? Which quarterback, which MVP candidate is going to play better? I tend to trust Cam a little bit more. It is at home. I think I'm going to take the Panthers, but in a very close game. And I could really make an argument either way. I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I'm on the same, and I'm really up in the air in this one. I could see the Cardinals going in there, and I could see them winning it easy. I could see the Panthers uh, doing something similar to what they did on the first half last week if, Ka- if Carson Palmer is to take those seven-step drops in a regular occurrence. Uh, so it's going to be very fascinating. I'm really up in the air in this, but just home field advantage is the one that's going to edge me. But the Cardinals on the road this year, uh, they led the league in yards uh, on the road and points on the road. So we'll see how this one goes. It's going to be very, very interesting. Next game. One other note on this game that I wanted to bring up too that that sways me towards the Panthers is they led the league in turnovers, you know, creating turnovers on defense. On points. And if you watch Palmer the last couple weeks, he, and and he has a history of it. I mean, he isn't valuing the football very much. You know, he's, He's gotten away with a lot of throws he shouldn't have. And he's not putting up a ton of interceptions, but he easily could have. Yeah, I think Keekley will be looking for a few of those balls this week. Um, the other thing, yeah. obviously, there is another game going, pa- going on this week. We did talk a little bit longer about that game than we probably expected. But there is a game going on this week, and uh, Tom Brady facing Peyton Manning, the 17th installment of their rivalry. Uh, the, pa- the Patriots this week, 16 players listed on injury report. I would expect most of them to be fine come game time. But um, it's going to be another interesting matchup, and I'm really sitting on the fence as to how this one's going to go. Uh, the Patriots uh, struggling immensely to run the ball, and last week we seen they just kind of abandoned the run. I know that was part of the game plan, but this week against the uh, the Broncos is going to be probably more of the same, or do you think we see it uh, switched up a little bit by uh, Bill Belichick? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be almost entirely all passing. Hmm. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they had a lead in the fourth quarter 
and are playing a, a tired Broncos defense that's been you so know chasing true. Edelman and Amendola all over the field and trying to you know guard the whole width of the field and as, as the Patriots spread them out and keeping up tempo in that high altitude. Maybe they bring in Steven Jackson to close the game out against mm-hmm. a tired defense. But I basically think he's just going to sit there with his arms crossed on the on the sidelines, and they're going to put Brady in the gun, throw to White and yeah. Gronk and LaFell and Amendola and Edelman. And as good as the Broncos' defense is, I don't think they get to Brady. He just gets it out too quick. And this Chris Harris injury to me is a deal-breaker. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Brady and company have a huge day and, and kind of run away with this game. Yeah, it looks at the moment like Harris will play, but, you know, it's a yeah. game that he's going to play because it's possibly the last game of the season. He's on the doorstep of a Super Bowl, so that's the reason he's definitely going to play, but he won't be close to 100%, and it's going to be a key part of this matchup. Uh, you mentioned Stephen Jackson taking him. And you know yeah. what? I mean, he played last week, and yeah. the Steelers picked on him. I mean, yeah, exactly. he had a bad day. Yeah, I mean, so just because he's going to play – doesn't mean that's a good thing yeah and um you know they picked on him the last game that antonio brown had against him as well so he had a monster day that time so you know he hasn't had a the last five or six weeks haven't been his best games uh you mentioned stephen jackson he has looked very tired uh so maybe a tired running back playing against a tired defense at that stage of the game but the key to this i think that's swaying it for me rather than the two teams that are going actually on the field is the two coaching staffs last week i was very disappointed in the game plan that kubiak went with all around and i think when you have him lined up against bill belichick i just think belichick uh, tends to win that every single time uh, that they're going to face off but the Patriots and Tom Brady, they have had success against Peyton Manning, but they haven't had a lot of success in Denver as a team. So that's the the other thing. You mentioned high altitude. That can be tough on teams going in there. But uh, the key to this game, probably if they can stop Gronk and Edelman. Edelman last week looking very, very good. But uh, all around, I think uh, you're going to have to side with the... I think you're siding with the Patriots. I'm going to go the opposite way, though. I'm going to go with the uh, mile-high air Denver Broncos to uh, narrowly win this one. And I can see how that could happen. I mean, I'm pretty confident that the Patriots will win by 10 or more. I mean, I think they're a much better team right now, much better quarterback, much better coach, like you said. And But, you know, Denver's recipe is pretty clear. You know, keep the score low, you know, win with defense in a running game. Their running game is certainly much better now than it was the first half of the season. And you mentioned, you know, some injuries on the Patriots' side. I wish I knew a little bit more about – Hightower and especially Collins and Chandler Jones you know I mean those are good football players because uh, Hightower in the last game he went out injured and the the running game of the Broncos was non-existent at that point basically he went out injured and then obviously uh, Collins missed that game so if you have the two of them back it's a major major upgrade for the Patriots if they're missing it's going to be uh, a lot lot closer I just think that there is a chance that the Patriots get ahead early in this and it gets out of control and with Manning with the way he's been throwing the ball recently it could be tough but I just have a feeling that uh, the Broncos are being a little bit underestimated in this but I won't be any way surprised if the Patriots pick up the W Matt it's been a lot of fun talking with you on this show I just urge all the listeners to go and check you out at Williamson NFL well worth a follow and uh, can't recommend it highly enough and when you are uh, checking him out there I'm sure you'll find out all the stuff that he has planned coming up in the next uh, six months or a year with uh, his coverage of the NFL it's been a lot of fun Matt uh, thanks for joining us thank you there, there will be a couple announcements coming up soon maybe even in the next week of my future and a couple places I'm going to be starting some endeavors and thank you I mean I really had a good time chatting with you let's do it again Hi this is Greg Rosenthal and you're listening to the Overtime Ireland Podcast once again, massive thanks to Matt for jumping aboard the show. I really, really enjoyed that. Hopefully you enjoyed listening in to follow him on Twitter, as I mentioned there a moment ago, at Williamson NFL. 
definitely worth a follow to see what he's going to have coming up uh, in the next couple of months and hopefully we'll get him back on the show uh, during the offseason to talk some dynasty football as well as free agency and so on so talking through those games it was uh, you know it is it's very very tough to call this weekend i could really see any combination of these four teams uh, you know winning in some way because it's just uh, an incredibly tough one to call the cardinals won if the cardinals get out to a fast start can the panthers keep up if the panthers get out to a fast start can the cardinals catch up because although they have the firepower on offense uh, you know you're going to be looking at carson palmer taking five step drops seven step drops and getting under a lot of pressure from that defensive line of the carolina panthers and as uh, matt mentioned as well he's been a little bit careless with the football we've seen that against the packers and we've seen it against the seahawks we'll see if he can clean things up against the panthers so i'm going for a panthers win in that the uh, the only thing we talked about fits there as well it'd be phenomenal to see him finish the season with a ring his uh, career has been so so good and you know he has had a tough time with some of the quarterbacks he's played with so it'd be amazing to see him win a ring at the end of it all but the other side of things the Patriots the Broncos I went for the Broncos not confident in that pick at all as I mentioned I would much rather have Bill Belichick every day of the week over Gary Kubiak I just think uh, the Broncos here have been a little bit overlooked and uh, last week against the Steelers they weren't impressive but I just think there's going to be something that swings this game their way just I, I can't at this stage of the season home field advantage can mean so much that mile high air can get very thin in the second half we'll see how things go for the Patriots and uh, they they were so good last week but there was a couple of passes that the Chiefs did uh, let go they could have they could have picked off a Tom Brady's we'll see this week if the Broncos can get some turnovers and it's gonna be very very interesting to watch both games I'm really uh, excited about it and not very confident as to how either game's going to go uh, hopefully by the time Sunday comes and I'll be putting my cash down on who I think is going to win these games it's going to be uh, an amazing one and you can, it reflects in the Super Bowl odds for this season uh, both the Patriots and the Panthers at the moment are sitting as joint two to one favorites so pretty incredible at this stage just before the uh, before the Super Bowl that both teams at two to one odds don't often see that usually if we get to the stage with the Patriots in around one to two so it's it's an amazing uh, final four that we're left with here for the conference championships. Uh, in the next couple of days, uh, a couple of fun things going on. After the show ends, I'm going to get ready, head off to the cinema, going to watch The Big Short, which has uh, come out recently. Looking forward to seeing that. I've been looking forward to it uh, since uh, I've seen the first trailer of it. So I'm ready to head on to see that. The other thing coming up, go ahead and tomorrow, the Australian Open's on at the moment in Melbourne. So I've never been to the tennis live. I'm not the biggest tennis fan in the world, but with it being on, uh, so close to where I am, I decided I'm going to go down. Got, so got my tickets purchased. Not sure who's going to be playing yet in the court I'm in. We have to wait to get through qualifying today, but looking forward to it nonetheless. So hopefully you're looking forward to this. I have a lot of sport going on this weekend between the NFL, the tennis, and so on. But uh, hopefully you have a good weekend. Hopefully you enjoy watching the games and join us right back here for a recap show early next week. So until then, I uh, can't say go pack go at the end of this one, but I'll have to finish it with have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.